Listen up. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast belong solely to the podcast participants and not to any participants, employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. You know, for fun. So lighten up and enjoy. Hello, Stompin' Jen. <laughs> How you doing? I'm fine. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing really good. I'm excited to talk to our guest on the show this week. It is Bonnie Lynn Sandler from Heart and Soul Holistic Healing in South Hadley, Massachusetts. Now, yes. Bonnie Lynn is a very interesting person. Um, she also has a spiritual name, which is Saraswati. Mm-hmm. We're going to ask about that. Mm-hmm. And her company um, and what she does, she provides um, what we call and treat, she provides for people who are experiencing um, issues in the tissues. Issues in the tissues. Yes. Okay. Um, and provides holistic healing um, mm-hmm. for conditions like trauma, grief, pain, addiction, um, and really focuses on healing through mind-body connections. Okay. I'm still trying to figure out how to connect my mind and my body, Stomping Jen. So I'm looking forward to this conversation. That sounds great. Because I, I need some help with that. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Creamy, delicious ideas without the creepy truck. Stomping Jen. We're back to singing I'm now. back to singing again. Oh, how privileged I feel. My spirit feels like singing because we're talking to somebody who does holistic healing. That makes you want to sing. Yes, it does. Hi, Bonnie Lynn. How you doing? No, I'm saying hello. I'm doing well, thank you. Thank you for joining us. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. So I started off by talking about um, how you have a spiritual name. We were talking a little bit about this before we hit the record button. Um, it, and your spiritual name is Saraswati. Could you tell us what that means? Sure. So Saraswati is, is um, you know, comes from you know, yogic wisdom has lots of um, you know ancient roots and and so Saraswati. So Saras, S A R A S, means fluidity to flow with ease, with grace, perhaps. Yeah, with grace, we'll use that. And she's like the goddess of education, um, helping others, creativity, and music. Um, yeah, kindness, we'll throw that in there too, because it sounds good. <laughs> I love that. And how how does one find their spiritual name? Does it find you? It, that's a great question there. It, it's, it does find you, um, but for me, it found me through, through one of my spiritual teachers, which I'm blessed to have quite a few of them. Yeah. Um, if you want one, 
we can get give you one. Ooh, I Ooh. want one. Yeah, I mean the my other so my my real name is Brad. The name I kind of go by is Sawtooth. Sawtooth, right? That doesn't. I mean, that's a pretty harsh name, isn't it, Stomping mm-hmm. Jen? Yeah, but yeah, if if you want to um, bestow or help me connect with a <laughs> spiritual name, I would love that. Well, all you need to do is a little bit of um, yoga or yoga therapy or oh, meditation, no. and then I become your teacher, and, and then that happens. Okay. Did I hear an oh no in there? <laughs> yeah, as soon as, as soon as you said I had to do something. <laughs> we'll talk about that, though, and maybe after our conversation, I will um, feel um, – not more, oh no more like this is something i can accomplish i'm sure it will um, um so tell us a little bit more about what it is you do i attempted to in my introduction but i i don't feel i did justice by you so you tell me what what you do for folks sure um so yoga therapy is um not the same as yoga proper yoga therapy is is um it's a lot more study and it was a lot more money to, to graduate with that, but um, this is more individualized practice. And each yoga therapist takes um, from their scope of practice, whatever their life experience is. So for me, it was um, special education, emotional, um, emotionally impaired students. And I was like, bring me your most emotionally impaired child because I want to help them, you know. So I like a challenge. Um, you know, I have a trauma therapy background and then I, um, started to change careers. And at that point I just collected certifications. So, um, I bring Reiki into the practice, which is energy work, body work, um, and a whole lot of other things. So it's, it's one-on-one work where I meet the, well, first of all, people need to want to do the work. Otherwise forget it. You know, it doesn't work at all. So they have to be invested. And from there, we kind of put together a program of, of what's going to work for them from my bag of tricks. <laughs> yeah, and think thinking about thinking about that period of time, and even maybe that moment where you decided, I need to change course. I really want to pursue this path. Like, what what was the spark that got you going down this road? That's well. There's two sparks. The one spark was I'm. Um, teaching um well i was in middle school for 15 years and i really wanted to get out of middle school but you know they they, they made a policy where you couldn't hug the kids or, or you know um, touch them anyway not that that i would do that inappropriately but i i didn't want like kids would come up to me like hey you know and they want to hug and i said you know i'm not going to be another person to abuse these kids i'm just not yeah. so that was one turning point and i also um about the same year, I suffered an injury uh, during a routine um, cesarean section where the surgeon crushed my nerves to death. So I went from being, you know, a healthy special ed teacher who wanted the, to hug the kids that wanted to hug her to um, being disabled. So I kind of yoga my way out of that. So yeah. that was pretty defining for me. Mm, Eastern thank, medicine. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. And to your, um, to kind of the first spark you were talking about. Something pops into my mind, a video I saw on the internet recently. I think this was somewhere in Asia and the kids were like lined up to go into the classroom and the teacher kind of, they, the kids signaled to the teacher what they wanted. Did they want a hug? Did they want a high five? Did they want a, um, a down low? Like, did they want a elbow bump? And this video is like this this line of students coming up to the teacher. They give the signal of what they want. And the teacher gives them the hug or the elbow bump or, you know, like whatever it is they want or nothing. Like some kids just go right in and don't want, don't want any, you know, physical like 
connection to start the day with the teacher. But I thought that was so fascinating. And it it's what popped into my mind when you were talking about um, that decision you had to make. It, it is really nice when teachers meet the needs of, of their students. I always say that um, all education needs to become more special. You know, mm-hmm. um, education system is a little um, funky, you know, and a lot of kids' needs are not met. And they should be. One thing with trauma, as you were sharing that story that, that comes to mind is oftentimes yes means no and no means yes. I mean, people who have been uh, traumatized will often, they want to people please and they'll say, yes, I want a hug or I want an elbow bump or whatever you said. And they really don't. So that's part of being trauma sensitive is knowing the difference. Um, if we're in, a, in the yoga studio, which I don't call it that anymore, but in the, in the um, somatic healing room, whatever you want to call it, um, you know, we have little discs that say yes uh, for a hands-on adjustment or no. Um, and I check different ways. I check in, you know, I'll ask privately um, and then I'll, I'll you know, I'll feel, this, I'll feel the energy between us too because laying hands on in a therapeutic way is, is really amazing. But if somebody doesn't want that, and they're not ready, they may end up screaming and yelling out the rope. So we don't want that either. Mm. Yeah. Um, I've heard this, I think somewhere along the way, somebody has defined this for me. What does somatic mean, that word? It's the body. It's the feeling body. things okay. within the body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it's very, very important to healing trauma. It's the key to healing trauma. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And so so speaking of trauma, I, I kind of wanted, wanted to ask you, how how does the body, how do people carry around um, the impacts of trauma, PTSD, grief, chronic pain, all those other things you were talking about? Like, how do we manifest those things as we're walking around? And like, how do we begin to know we might need help? Well, that's, that's also such a lovely question. So the Body Keeps Score. That's the name of a book written by... Another one of my fine teachers, Dr. Bessel Vanderkolk. And it does. Um, we hold our trauma, our issues, all of it on a cellular level. So, you know, um, talk therapy is, is nice. Um, it's great. You know, we talk about things. But if we don't release that charge from the body, it's not going to work. You know, and I, I've been in his, so Dr. Vanderkolk is worldwide known, but he's like been in the presence of many, many um, mental health workers. And, and he's very blunt in the way he tells them, if you're not using some um, somatic movement with your, um, you know, talk therapy, then then you might as well throw your effing licenses away, which is, he said the whole word I didn't just now. <laughs> so, it, you know, your body doesn't know that the emergency's over. It's still like, <clears throat> So when you start to feel a lot of anxiety, you start to feel depressed, you just don't want to do life anymore, um, you know, these, it all adds up. I, my, my firm belief is that trauma is under everything. So, yeah. you know, it is. Yeah. And I remember hearing somewhere too, um, you know, obviously I think in, in some cases, like there are back injuries that are like obviously due to some kind of physical assault, right? But in a lot of cases like back pain and neck pain that is related to other things like emotional assaults you may be going through or feelings you're keeping inside of you. Hmm. Is that something, is that something um, that kind of aligns with what you, what you do? Absolutely. That's a, that's a, that's a big something. Absolutely. Um, If you don't know what Reiki is, it's, it's um, based on the chakra system. Uh, chocolate like chocolate and the science i like science i'm gemini i like i like energy work body work and i also like science in the middle 
anyway, so I digress. So there, there's, there's definitely, so let's say your throat chakra, if you have a sore throat all the time, wherever your weak area is, quote unquote, where you always get sick, when you tend to get sick, that may be where that chakra is holding some trapped energy. I don't like really love the word negative, but it's like trapped energy. So let's say, um, you know, I'm working with a client and I'm doing a Reiki, I, I joke around like hoodoo voodoo, but it's not really, it's, it's a science. It's, I was practicing this at major hospitals in Boston. So it's, it's a real thing. And all of a sudden I'm like, <clears throat> clearing my throat a lot. And I'm like, uh oh, what's going on here? So maybe somebody's uh, used too many words or not enough words, but really more importantly is they weren't heard. You know, and a lot of times people will listen, but they don't hear. And especially for children, they need, they need to be heard. It's all kids really want is to be heard, you know, to somebody, and usually it's their parent. And sometimes parents, maybe they do their best, but they just don't hear their kids. So, you know, that, so that, that child might later go on to have like um, shoulder pain or so throat. So, you know, many different manifestations. Broken heart syndrome is a, is a real thing. Um, I've seen it firsthand. So, you know, somebody's very sad, it goes right to their heart chakra, and they have a heart situation. So, yeah. Anxiety, stomping gem, from trauma. I think you need some, uh, some Reiki. Reiki. Yeah. Um, uh, so, um, I'm, um, when you talk about energy, like, being trapped, like, let's say, like, how does that, um, how do you get it out, like, in, like, what? It, it, I'm, not, I'm not even sure that's the right way to ask the question. How do you release the energy? How do you, how do you deal yeah, with absolutely. the trapped energy? So there's a lot of ways. One is, and this is like, again, I, I always refer back to the science because people think I'm crazy, but I'm not. Maybe I'm not, I'm just kidding. So shaking. I mean, I, they let me go on TV and do this stuff. Like, it, it's real. So there are several different ways to shake. Um, like, think of an animal in nature. What do yes. they do when they, they, they get out of the water? They shake it off, yeah. you know? And um, so there's three different methods of shaking that I teach people that works. I don't shake people, though. <laughs> there are there are <laughs> some um, practitioners that do that. And as far as Reiki goes, um, it's lifting out um, this, um, I think of it like thorns of life. Like, you know, this somebody called you this, and this happened, and this, and the little thorns that get trapped within you. And, you know... It's like issues in the tissues as well. And then it's um, so very, very carefully lifting um, these thorns of life <laughs> out of somebody with their permission and cooperation. And then through the divine or the source or the universe or whatever you want to call this essence that kind of connects us all, I'm a conduit to pour in love in the place of this um, pain. And people report, I feel lighter. Oh, I gotta go see you again because I don't know what happened. I feel great. It's it's pretty magical to me. Um, you know, it's kind of cool. That that's the practice of Reiki. So that's one way to lift. So we shake and we lift. You know, um, and, and movement is key. Movement is key. And Absolutely. Can, and can people can people? I know the answer to this. Um, I think, but people can walk around and carry these traumas and not know it, right? And do you like have people who come through the door like they have a feeling like I need to do something different, right? Because whatever I've been doing before isn't working for me. I want to go, I want to go try something new, right? So I'm going to go to heart and heart and soul holistic healing. They come through the door and like, how do you, how do you, how do you, like, what is, what, how does the process begin? Like you obviously have to talk with them, right? And be like, what, what's going on? Why'd you walk through my door? 
I mean, I, I firmly believe too. I got a lot of firm beliefs, I guess that, that only people that are meant to come to me will, will be coming to the door, you know? And, um, and usually last stop for a lot of people too. Like they've been to, you know, any, uh, uh, Western medicine, a lot of, and, and the Western medicine has its place. If you're having chest pain, I love you, but don't come and see me, go to the ER first, you know? Um, but once that's all checked out, um, to the best of their ability, yeah, they're kind of desperate when they come to see me. They're just like not happy people, you know, and they feel that trauma. I often explain it like a backpack, you know, we're born with a backpack on our back, if you haven't heard that. And we have issues and life happens and shit happens and it just keeps happening. We can't help it. And so, you know what, eventually that backpack, we're just going to like, you know, we're going to topple over if we don't release some of that. They also call it carpet stuffers, putting things under the carpet. So it's it's releasing and talking about stuff. So yeah, it does look like um, regular therapy for a while as I get the background, but I'm, I'm kind of intuitive um, and I, I can, but it's also, even if I know somebody's story, just because I know, um, they need to say it. It's really important that people voice this stuff because they haven't before in a very non-judgmental, safe, sacred space. Very important. So that's done one-on-one. I mean... People aren't really comfortable doing that in a group. Uh, it, there are group classes. Uh, well, there were before pandemic, but it, it's a one-on-one experience. So yeah, I think people will get sick. They'll lose their zest for life. Um, it, you know, anxiety, by the way, I want to circle back. It's like anxiety is when you're projecting forward. You're thinking, you're imagining what might be coming up. And yeah. I'm always telling people, imagine good stuff if you need to do that. And depression is when we're, we're just looking back. And the present moment, and this is a lifelong practice for me, for you, I'm sure for all of us, is to stay present and be present and let your body, mind, and spirit know you're okay. Yeah, I struggle with that. I struggle with staying present. I'm always like thinking about like the worst thing that's going to happen to me. And that's really okay. If you can be okay with that, you know, like like thoughts are going to happen. So, so mm-hmm. think your thoughts, you know, and, and just meet them where they're at, you know, rather than trying to push them away. And, and say, I, I, I'm no good because I'm not good at this or I struggle at it. Um, you know, well, okay, here's a thought. Maybe you'll think it. Yeah, yeah, I stopped telling people to put thoughts on a cloud a while ago. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? Those thoughts are going to come anyway. So why don't we just invite them in and not be afraid of them, you know? Right. Put some light, put some light on them and kind of maybe deal, try to deal with them a little more directly. Maybe. The yeah. dark is okay, too, you know? Yeah. Have you heard the No, Mud- no Lotus um uh, that's that's a big deal too. I What's mean, that? I I do a spiel at the end of class where you know um I'll, I'll make it uh well, whatever. So we do Padma Mudra where you touch your um, thumbs and pinky fingers together and the other fingers open up into a, like a lotus flower, and I ask people to gently gaze into their hands, and then I explain how the you know the lotus grows in the the bottom of a lake and maybe thinks it's drowning and it can't breathe you know and it's dark and icky and I don't like mud. And then it swims its whole little lotus flower life to the top of the, you know, the water. And it does, it comes to the light. And, and I like happy endings. So every one of my lotus flowers blooms beautifully, you know, hopefully yours do too. And, and as we're gazing into our palms, um, I tell people the answer is kind of in your hands. You know, there is one thing we can control in life, just really one, and that's our reaction. You know, we can't control what goes on outside of us. We could try, good luck with that, but right. You know, our inner landscape is ours to to you know work with because stuff's gonna happen it's gonna it's always gonna it's how yeah. we deal with it i love that and i love the um 
looking at your hands. Yeah, you know, I think I know I know you know Michelle Lyman who I think is a yoga instructor who we we talked to on on our show and like one thing she said to me that kind of reminds me of something you just said. She talked about how like when she first starts working with her students, she has them like think about and flex their fingers. Like, okay, I'm going to introduce you to your fingers, right? And like like that never occurred to me before to like think about my fingers as like part, you know, like part of my like frustrating you. Yes, because you need to go to these kinds of um, places and get some some gentle <laughs> guidance. Yeah, but what? what <laughs> what's yeah, gentle is good. I used to be called um, brutally honest, and I changed it to genuinely honest. Mm. But I don't waste time. I'm going to tell people. I call it the way I see it. Um, with kindness and love, um, after a while, I can't get right into it. So it does take some time. But, you know, it is – so feeling yourself grounded within your bo- in your body. And we all have a body right now for this this time, you know. But at the same time, we're not our body. We're not our mind. Your thought, thoughts are thoughts. This body is a, it's a loner. Um, you know, some of the theory says we should be used – we're dying. People die. We, this is what we're dying. People do that. We die. So if we can – Die while we're alive and, and not be afraid of that process. A lot of the fear goes away too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of a weird thought, but but I'm getting used to it. And then there's no fear. And at the same time, be fully alive in the present moment. So that's, that should play with your brain a little. Yeah. But it, it's true, you know. And yeah. Michelle, it's a funny story. Michelle, before I moved here seven years ago, a sight unseen, she had hired me to work at her studio. Um, yeah, she had broken her leg at the time, so I was over house doing myofascial release for her as a form of massage. So it's, it's interesting. Yeah, the connections. Um, I want you know, like I was thinking, I I wear this um I wear this skull ring, um, which Stomping Jen got for me um for our what twenty fifth anniversary, twenty sixth. I can't remember. And part of it, and I also I also carry around. I'm showing I'm showing Saraswati my tattoos. I also carry around a, a, a skull on my arm, and I have a lotus flower too, right? And and part of that is, you know, I, I'm always trying to keep present in my mind and thinking about and um, trying to deal in an honest and, and kind way to my with myself this thought of mortality. Like I'm not, I'm not trying to push it away, and always. I don't know. What? You What? <laughs> his like his thing is he wants to be frozen cryogenically. Well, that's different. So that they can bring him back to life at some point when oh my goodness. I, And I'm just like that's not happening. I love you, but that's not that's not happening. But I want to see what like technology and stuff they have 100 so years from now. I do right? like I just <laughs> It doesn't make any sense to me at all. So I have to say is that I, I think that you might, I think um, you sound like you're really trying. Yes. Um, and I want to know what Jen's stomping on, but I'll ask that later. Um, <laughs> but, but I feel like there's, there, you're not that nice to yourself in your mind, you know, no, no judgment. I just, I just hear that. So like inside of your mind is like this whole Oh my God, I'm saying this, but I suck with it. Whatever you say to yourself. And, and I invite you to, to speak nicely to yourself, just as you are to me so far. And you're, you're married, you're lovely. How, you know? how is she seeing into me stomping? Because Jen? this is what she does for a living. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> you know, I, I do, I am slightly um, psychic, just slightly, but I'm, I'm, you know, that's not where that, this just kind of came to me. 
Um, because your words, your words are, are, and I want, I I love that you want to believe this because that's the first step, you know? Yeah. Um, but you are kind of mean to yourself. Stop it. (laughs) Well, um, thank you. I, I, I appreciate you saying that and delivering it with kindness too. I appreciate that. Um, I want to talk a little bit about uh, some of the techniques you use. You've mentioned some of them here, and they're they're um, they're listed they're listed on your website. And I just want to remind people: um, go to um, heartandsoulyoga.net. Um, I'm going to put the link in our show notes, so you all can go and check out um, Saraswati's website and see what's on there. Okay, but go and check it out. Um, so we talked um, we talked a little bit about trauma therapy right um is there anything specifically you want to say about that as a as an approach or a technique like that you think we should know about well it is it is the number one one evidence-based treatment for trauma so why not do it and i I think that people get such a, a funky idea about what yoga is um you know it's not about the asana or the poses it really isn't it's about other things but you know, I, I'm, you know, I move, I like to move. I have a busy mind as well. So to get me to become still, or at least a little bit still, I got to move first. So it's important to do that as well. Um, but rather than being, so people learn to take agency and control of their own body, where there are times in their life where they have no control, things and were happening to them. And you know, the question isn't what's wrong with you. Never say that if you can help it. Like this happens a lot. What's wrong with No, no, no. It's not what's wrong with you. It's what happened to you. What are the circumstances of your life? So that people start to befriend this body, you know, in their mind. The soul is, is pure always, but, you know, people are perfectly imperfect. So, so to feel the body, like you were saying, you know, the hands and whatnot. I work with some kids that are, they, they self-harm or they have um, eating disorders of some sort. And we'll, we'll, Pull a, we'll have a mirror and we'll just look and be like, hey, you got a foot? I got a foot, you know, and just kind of go back and forth and just noticing the body. And then with, with yoga therapy, with yoga, um, it's, it's very important that all yoga teachers are trauma sensitive. That's something that I'm adamant about. And I teach courses on that topic because in any group, you're going to have um, people that are traumatized. And we're all a little traumatized and we're all healing all the time. It's just keeps like doing the laundry. There's always more, you know, there's always more work to be done. <laughs> So if, if, um, simple thing, like there's a yoga prop and, and I'm still struggling with this one. It's a, it's, like, it's a tie. Okay. We call it a yoga belt. Okay. So think about the word belt, tie, strap. None of those are trauma sensitive. So that, that's just something I'm sharing with you that I struggle with. I'm like, so get this yoga prop is over there. It's blue. Well, you can say there's a block, you know, there's a mat. So the language of, of the yoga um, teacher should be sensitive to everybody in the room, you yeah. know, you know, so it goes along kind of with that special education as well. It's it you, I've seen it happen when I go to class. I can I'll hear a teacher say something, and I'll be like, "Oh, that's triggering." And the last thing somebody does wants in a yoga class is to be, you know, triggered. Yeah, yeah. So, so getting to know your own body, know it's safe in there. It's safe now. This um, fire is over, or this this mean person that's doing blah, blah, blah to me isn't here anymore, or. I always talk about dinosaurs. I don't even know if they were aggressive, but I'm like, the dinosaur's gone, you know? So, yeah, it's just being comfortable within the body. Then we can deal with the busy mind that, that most people yeah. Okay, so so trauma trauma therapy is like, is using movement or, or, or a combination of, combination of techniques to try to address um, and help get out 
um, some of those underlying traumas. Release the, or release the trapped energy. Okay. I think yeah. I'm seeing. Yeah. I mean, for, for the, my clients, what we do is um, a little bit of that talk stuff, talk yeah. therapy, mm-hmm. uh, dialectic behavior therapy. And then I do the modalities with them, um, Reiki, uh, therapeutic touch, and whatever else comes into my awareness that day. And the homework is yoga. The homework is breath work. Actually, the, the breath is the connection between the mind and the body, and it tells you you're okay. So if you're not breathing efficiently, effectively, your body, your mind's going to be like, oh, sugar, there's a problem. And if you're breathing in an in a efficient way, then, then the mind knows everything's okay. There's not a big yeah. problem. There's no dog barking in the background or anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really like, how, what, what do you, when you hear bad news, the first thing we go is, <gasps> yeah. That, that's that's a backwards breathing. The sharp you know? breathing, yeah. Yeah. And then your your brain, and this doesn't happen on a conscious level. It's the body it tells more things to the brain than the brain to the body. So this is a whole um, change in the dynamic of, of Western medicine. The, we talk about the top down, like the brain runs everything. But it's really the body talks more to the brain. We have literally have brain cells in our heart and in our gut. In our so, gut, yeah. Yeah, we've talked yeah. we've talked about this with some other folks too. Like True. the more we learn about the body, the more we understand how it's it, – it, yeah, it's like something like the gut informs what we think of now as the mind, right? And there are these deep, deep connections we were unaware of. But 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 we were aware of it, right? Because it manifests itself in our speech. Like, oh, I felt that in the gut, right? Or my heart hurts. Or like, so we do know. Like somehow intuitively we mm-hmm. know. Yeah, I, that's something I ask people all the time. Are you a gut person or a heart person? Like, yeah. um, where do you feel it? But don't think. See, people will, are going to think first. Mm. So, and our minds will lie to us all day long. Don't believe everything you think. You know, um, all of us don't right. do that because it's 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 like me. It chatters all the time. <laughs> no, it's it's just it's just very busy in there. We think uh, I think it's sixty thousand thoughts a day. The problem is, it's the same sixty thousand. Thoughts every day, you know. So, so it's it's that's where that mindfulness comes in, and I'm just just trying to, you know, catch the thoughts before they catch you. Yeah, and if you're somebody like if if you're somebody like me, who um, Saraswati, you saw this. I've got a lot of those negative thoughts in there, right? Like that can be um, taxing when you get to the end of the day, right? You're, you're exhausted from you're having, beating yourself up. You're having all of this, you know, negative energy flowing around. Mm-hmm. Right, stomping it's, it's true. With the, with the negative, like I, yeah. I don't know, maybe that's my 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 pet peeve or whatever. It's, they're not negative; they just are. If we neutralize this stuff, like what's who's to say what's good and bad? That's judgment right there. Right. You know, I mean, there's clear cut, like you know, things that that one should not do because it's harming somebody else. And in yoga, it's called we use the word ahisma, means do no harm. Ahisma. So, okay. Yeah, it's like um, the Hippocratic oath. It's the same thing. So if you're walking the path of truth, your own truth, and you know you're not going out of your way to harm people, which I don't think either one of you would do, um, then then you're good. You're good. Like just just know that. So try to neutralize that. Like ah, I'm having negative thoughts. I'm a negative thinker. You know, maybe you're catastrophizing a little bit. I'm not <laughs> sure. Um, you know, but, but I never hear anybody say, "Hey, I'm, I'm a I'm a good thinker. I'm a I'm a positive thinker." Like. And then that happens too, though. People want, they're like the people that don't want to ever talk about their stuff, you right. know, and everything's good. It's all good. I'm just not telling you. Just oh, I'm not that person. 
<laughs> I'll, un- yeah. I'll unload on you. <laughs> right, Stomping Jen? I love to talk about what's going on. Um, I wanted to, I wanted to ask you about another kind of tool in the in the box, and I'm sorry, tool might be the wrong word. Approach, um, Thai Thai bodywork. What is that? Help us understand that. So Thai bodywork. I I got I've been trained in um, my flash release is my favorite. Um, Tom Myers actually, <laughs> he's for some reason Western Mass people don't know him, but in, in in the rest of the world does. It's a it's a unique place out here. I love it. I'm not leaving, but it's interesting what what isn't. Um, heard around here he's like i'm responsible for more divorces because when so my fascia release is is going through the layers of fascia fascia is all through our body it's everywhere connected from the heel to the to the brain like we have this sometimes we have fascia adhesions blah, 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 blah. so and within though that fascia that are issues that's where it is so as they're released that happens the thai body work it's um Basically, a yoga um, routine, only you're passive. You might like that. <laughs> you're just passively relaxing, but you're being moved. So, so the yoga is being done for you. You're being brought through the poses, and you don't have to do anything but simply be there, be there with the, the practitioner. I'm unable to do just one modality anymore. They all mix in together often, you know, and that's okay too. Um, I, yeah. I do teach people that though. That's what I wanted to ask you. And that's part of the holistic, right? Concept is you, you, you're trained in all of these approaches and modalities and you work with somebody and, you know, you start, you start with, they walk through the door, you know, you start a conversation and then you begin figuring out what it is, um, is the best kind of modality to, 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 treat somebody is that how it absolutely well we use in, in yoga therapy we use um and there's a website if anybody wants to find a certified yoga therapist it's iayt dot something international association of yoga therapists it's a big big uh, association but it's you know we use the koshas the, the sheets the layers of the self because americans we're just like thinking we're a brain you know we're all walking chickens with whatever brains you know we're not just our mind there are sheets layers of the self and these bodies are like, you know, the mental body. Um, no, I'm not telling you mental. <laughs> uh, the emotional body, the physical body, the energy body. Um, you know, this is the energy we're brought to this world with. And then there's the energy like you walk into a room, you know, what does your energy do to that room? And it's, it's most people, I mean, it's, it's a good energy. You know, most people aren't like, I'm going in the room. No, most people have lightness. They might be shy, which is perfectly right. fine too. And then we look into the spiritual component. So from the koshas, uh, the sheets of the self, and drawings of this are really helpful, um, the goals are made from there, the treatment goals. And clients are in on this with me. I'm not doing anything by myself. Um, they need to, to be invested and empowered. That's my goal is to empower people. And I don't really see people for, I don't want them to stick around and buy me a Mercedes. You know, I mean, <laughs> that wasn't nice, but whatever. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not, not signing up for a year or two years. Some people do end up going, seeing me for a little bit longer, but it, it's sometimes it's four or five sessions. And I love you. I'll see you. You can come and hang out, but it, we're all set. Come you back. Know, it, come it, back if you feel you need amazing. to. Yeah. It's, 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 it's kind of blows my mind sometimes too, how quickly people can heal when they're ready. You know, and the, the, the last component came in, you know, I don't advertise the um, his mediumship aspect, although I did study it. Um, it just happens. It just happens. And that's been able to bring a lot of relief uh, to people who have lost pe- loved ones, especially um, uh, through addiction, you know, 
So it's uh, it's an interesting one. So like I can see your love, love. I can see people around people, but um, you know, it is it is just it just happens. I just accept what comes to me. Yeah, yeah. It's That's so cool, fascinating. Um, Stomping Jen's going to kill me for bringing this up. I I have been over the years become increasingly interested in the UFO UAP phenomenon, and that has a lot of connections to what people think of as the paranormal. And the more and more I study this and read government reports and government-funded studies about what people have discovered and observed, I'm I'm starting to really begin to um, truly and deeply believe there is more to this corporeal existence we find ourselves in. Um, Yeah. I I know um, people – People who listen to <laughs> listen to this from the outside, I sometimes feel like, and they sometimes look at me like, "Wow, that's a lot of woo um, there, um, sawtooth." But and it's hard it's hard to try to talk to them about about this. Um, and and I, I see you doing this with a lot of of confidence and kind of um, commitment, you know. And I want to ask you, like, how 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 do you how do you tune out the people who are gonna hear something like that and, and look at you askance or like. So what other people think of me is none of my business. You know, yeah. I, you know, you might've heard that I've ingrained that. Um, if you love me, great. I love you too. As long right. as you're nice to me. And if you don't like me, it's fine. It's really okay. I will still send love to people. Even if like, uh, like you know, to, uh, a little <laughs> bit of love. Little, little tiny bit because I want him to heal, but and then, but he doesn't need to come and see me. So, I mean, I have hundreds of pictures of orbs. Um, yes, orbs. orbs. I don't just like around seven pictures. I feel an energy and I take a picture. I've lost, um, I shouldn't say lost, I have many, many loved ones over on the other side of the veil, we, we could call it. And it's, it's, it's amazing. My it skin, my and, you know, like, it reminded me, I have a, I have a client, um, I have like a group of 20 year olds that they magically popped up, but there's one who she had so much anxiety, so much anxiety. Um, she had anxiety. <laughs> and I realized that she, she's psychic. She's been seeing um, different things. She's had knowings, we'll call it. She knows things. And what relief came to this girl once um, I was able to find that for her. And she's like, Oh, Oh, okay. I'm not scared anymore. I'm like, well, good. So she's yeah. she with me for a while. Yeah, it, it just happens, you know, don't question it. Wow. Well, thank you. Thank you for going into that. Um, uh, I wanted to, how, so what, in your experience in treating so many people, um, what, what typically without revealing details of specific people, like thinking about themes, like what drives people to seek help? Like what, how do they know? Like, how do they reach a point where they're like, I need to try this different approach? Do you have any Thoughts about that? I think for me, why they come to me is because I I'm open. Okay, um, when people like I I I believe that I've been through what I've been through in my life, so that and I can be present and and know a little bit of what somebody's going through. Nobody go feels the same about something. You and I can have the same experience, and our lens will be different. But but the, the stuff that's happened in my life, I, I'm always able to apply it to to somebody's situation. Now, I'm not going to, and I give little tidbits of info. I mean, I, people don't pay me to come hear my story. You know, that's not fair. But just, an, I'll give them just enough so they know it's safe to tell me. 
I get it from my lens again. And, and it's just from there, it just pours out of them. I think some of the things I say, um, you know, on my website or I'll say like on, on a podcast or you know, wherever they hear it. And they're like, and people tell me they think about coming to see me for about a year or they're thinking about me. I'm like, why are you thinking about me? You know, but, but I also know that they're thinking about me, but I wait for them to reach out yeah. or wait for them. So, so you might be getting the theme. It's there. It's, it's there. They're empowered. It's on their time. It's their choice. You know? Yeah. It's part of what you said to us kind of at the beginning, which was you, you believe that if they're meant to come to you, they will. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. speak speaking of some movement, I want to do some movement here, Stomping Jen. I'm looking at our battery level on our laptop and I'm I'm starting to feel like I need to do some movement. Um <laughs> and to, to go uh connect our laptop to some power. So I'm just gonna leave you here for a minute. Okay. Um with uh Sa- Saraswati, yes. And just <laughs> Where's get, the charger? Give me two minutes, I'll find it. Okay. Okay. Sounds um, great. So carry on without me. Stomping breathing, down. mindfully breathing while you go. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I notice on the podcasts how you two, you, you, uh, you interact and it's, it's, it's fascinating. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah we did, I think you said you had to go to therapy to deal with his anxiety. I think I heard you say that. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't, I, it's funny. So my whole life, I never really had major issues with anxiety until, uh, until, until a couple of years ago. Um, well, not so much, but um, past like two two years ish, uh, and I understand a lot more about anxiety and its place in the body. Um, Was it the pandemic that, that kind of? Uh, no, just things that I'm involved with personally. But um, yeah. like I in my in my whole life, uh, anxiety shakes. I get really bad, and like uh, anxiety sweat and. It <laughs> happened though. Yeah. Yeah, doing what it's supposed to. This is what we're so trained to not let our bodies do what they they know what to do. Yeah, yeah. And how how dare you sweat? How dare you shake? Right? Yeah, yeah. What you're supposed to do is yeah. that's, that's a great example of the release. It's mm-hmm. happening, and and you're trying to to not do it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But but it might not be effective if you're in the middle of a business meeting and yes. Yeah, but, you know. yeah. I mean, that's the problem. That's when it happens, and you're just like, oh, and you like come out of the meeting, and you're just like drenched in stench, <laughs> and you're like, oh my god. Um, Saraswati, before we before we started um, recording, you told us a little bit about how you wanted to give us an example of um, maybe meditation and mantra, and show us what that looks like. I'd love I'd love for you to do that for us. There's two I'd love to explain to you. So one is sure. called um, Hypno Bliss Yoga Nidra or Meditation Nidra, which I, I made up, so I, I like to talk about it. Um, it's um, I, I wouldn't have time to do it now, but it's it's so it's foolproof, okay? And that's what sold me on it because I was like, I can't meditate. Are you kidding me? I am busy. My mind, I'm, I'm a mile a minute. And um, my teacher for yoga nidra proper she's like it's foolproof and that's kind of gave me permission to be a fool no it gave me permission to you can't make a mistake in the yoga nidra practice in hypno bliss so there's lots of that on youtube if you want to hear that it, it goes to those koshas again um and people do not know they've been in this state so it, it brings you between awake and asleep where the deepest healing takes place and it maybe it's uh, 50 minutes or half an hour and when it's over people are like wait what 
for every uh, 15 minutes of this practice you're involved in, and you can you can fall asleep too. It's really okay. You know, if you're with my awareness, I'll wake you up um, nicely. But if you fall asleep, it still works. If you you know snore, it still works. If you drink, you're drinking um, you know, water, it still works. I don't know about alcohol. Anyway, it still works. So there's no way it won't work unless you turn me off. Like you turn the voice, off, then it doesn't work. You know, or whoever you're listening to. So that that's a cool way to approach meditation in that you're not doing anything. It's it's like you know a guided meditation, and then it takes you on a journey. And and um, you know I go with people into the journey. And if it's a private client, I specifically can write in this journey for them to go to places to kind of undo where life has done things for them that weren't serving their highest good. It's the best way to say it. In a group, um, we always I always give a safe place in case that they don't like the journey. And part of this is going into your own diving deep into your own heart space. What is your heart's desire? What does your heart really want? You know, and I don't know that people ever think about that. And don't overthink it. Just listen to that heart. And I'll give a bunch of examples like um, bliss, ananda, peace, shanti, um, santosha, contentment. And then I'll say if your, your heart speaks to you in its own whispering voice, then you listen to that. And then I like if you're an overthinker or something, then I'm like, well, we'll just say I am, satnam. And that's enough. You're enough. You're enough as you are. Perfectly imperfect. Um, and the other um, meditation is, it's called bhakti yoga or um, mantra. Mantra means mind. And I was, so this is my pandemic thing. And I, I unblocked my throat chakra. <laughs> um, I was blessed to study with Sanatan Kar, who's pretty, um, she won a Grammy. So she doesn't like when I say that, but oh. whatever. She's, she's very, she's known around the world. She's wonderful. Her voice is amazing. And here I am, I never sang. Never, I have no musical background. And you don't really have to. Um, it's very big in the valley, too. Um, more in Sanskrit. And mm -hmm. um, what I learned was Kurmuki, which is ancient language. Anyway, I digress. So it's call and response. So you're, you're moving your body. One that's really great that I do with kids um, is it's called Satanama. So you're, you're touching your um, fingers together, the first and second, the second, third, the thumb and the second. You get this all right. I can't, I'm not, people can't see, so... It's the thumb and the second pointer finger, the thumb and the middle finger, the thumb and the ring finger, and then the thumb and the pinky finger. And it's sa, ta, na, ma. And we would sing it out loud in our human voices a few times. And then we would say it um, in the voice of love, which is a whisper. And then as the fingers are continuing to do the mantra rose in your mind, um, it's in the voice of the divine. I never say, I don't say God because some people were blamed, shamed, and beaten in the name of God. It's fine if God works for you, but I use, uh, say, um, the divine source, uh, you know, God's tree, anything, anything, you know, so that people can have that permission to define it their own way. And so this mantra, it, it's, a, so, it's so much research behind it. It's amazing. So we do that. That's, that's a very, um, accessible one. Each finger has a planetary, you know, in an element that it, you know, the sun brings it up. So that's one. And then the harmonium was what came to me new in my life. Um, and that, that kind of mantra is pretty cool. It's, you know, call and response, but it's kind of impossible to do this, um, on the, yeah. <laughs> this way, but we, we'll sing different, um, like I'll give you another example. One mantra that's pretty accessible is Waheguru, Waheguru. So Wahe means wow, wow, great bliss coming to me and you, all of us. Wow. How lucky are we? 
Um, Guru means from darkness to light. So, wow, great bliss and wisdom is coming and taking me out of that darkness into the light. And then um, say Waheguru three times and then Wahegio. And Jio means soul. My soul sees your soul. Souls know souls. If we can just come from that soul space. Yeah. So it would, it would be a Waheguru where I would sing it, then you would sing it, and we'd go back and forth. It's, it's really nice in a group of people. It's, uh, it's um, as I said, in the valley, there's, we have some really, really cool people. One of the first person, people I met in the valley was, um, I don't know if you guys knew Jeff Martell at all, uh, but he, he was a Kirtanwala, they call it Kirtan as well. And yeah, he died. I'm just thinking, you know, but whatever, he's a great guy. He's still around, but yeah. So it's interesting, it's a great practice. And that will keep your mind so busy that you won't think you're meditating. You'll just be doing that. Mm. See how it engages all the yeah. senses, you know? Yeah. So yeah. do you go to Kirtan's? Correct. Do you, do you attend those? Because I know they yeah. do have them all over the valley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, well, pandemic before the pandemic, yes. Now I do a lot on Zoom. And so it's a little bit different what I'm doing um, because of, the Gamuki versus the Sanskrit, but yeah, yeah, quite a few all over. We have mm -hmm. some really, um, some local gems, um, quite a few of them, you know. Mm -hmm. And if you know any of them, then then you can say them. I don't want to name drop, <laughs> but we, we're lucky. I did Sanatam because most people know her. But um, yeah, this is, this is a, one thing is there's no judgment in mm -hmm. any of this. And the more that you drop into the body, and but also each sense, you know, notice how my voice sounds and then notice what else you hear. Notice what you see. Taking time to notice things. Mm. I don't know how many people just like eat their food. They don't taste it, but they ate, you know. Right. You know, it's, so, it's so interesting. So I just had this conversation with our daughter. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> which, which just reminds me of like what you were just saying, which was um, they were saying to me, um, I, I wonder how music was invented or something. Like, I, you know, I want to meet the person that invented music. And I was like, Nobody invented music. It just is. It just exists in the world. Like there it's is music all around you. It's the language of the soul. Yeah. You know? yeah. And, yeah. And to bring it back to the, the healing, it, vibration, the vibration, it heals. And we can help lift the vibration of others, even if we don't know who they are. Mm. You know? It's a great question. It's a teenager, right? Uh, not quite. Uh, tween. Between. Oh, yeah. yeah. This, yeah. Sure. Another great thing that I've been able to do and I love to do is bring coping skills to teens. Um, uh, a local district just paid for me to train some teachers, so I'm excited about that. Um, to bring these skills. Like, I wish people had taught me how to breathe and stand up. And, mm. you know, we do something called lion's breath where you inhale, mm -hmm. stick your tongue out and go, Bleh! like, instead of just holding it in at a younger age. And boy, do we need it now. You know, um, teenagers mm -hmm. are one of my favorite groups of people to work with. I like all people, but, you know, it's, it's <laughs> teach your daughter that one, you know. Yeah. And, and you could do it, too. I always tell parents, like, give yourself a timeout, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's kind of interesting. I'm glad you brought up music stomping, Jen, because I wanted to mention um, Saraswati on your website. I saw that you have a studio musician um, or, or at one point had a studio uh, musician at Heart and Soul Holistic Healing. Um, can you talk a little bit about to us about the importance of sound? In we still let him hang out around here. It's my husband yeah. John. Which is the reason here. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So he plays. Um, he's a life. You know, he's been playing the guitar since he was. Um, 
I don't know, 19 or something. And yeah. it, it's interesting how that just came in because he started to play guitar because he was moved from one neighborhood in Chicago to another and he felt isolated. So he still used music to heal. So to get him to stop playing like ACDC, huh. So I had a, the class that I would teach was um, restorative, which is the, one of the best yogas. You're, you're fully supported on the earth. And I'm like, and I, I can tell, it's really hard for people to just be there, just be there. So I keep people busy. I have John playing the music and the chakra healing, healing bowls. And I would be doing Reiki and talking about it a minute. I don't care if you listen, it's just a distraction. And also some massage and massage. And that class would, would have about 25 people in it. So I'd have to have an assistant. And, and I do the harmonium now. Um, I'm doing much, it's almost all one-on-one -on -one because the trauma is so, I think the pandemic just like did a, like whatever we had that was um, a form of dishyphen ease. And I say dishyphen ease, implying and, and knowing that we can come into ease and grace. So take the dis away and we have ease. Um, the pandemic just heightened it and made it more present. So I'm finding that people have a lot more on their minds um, and in their bodies. There's another story too. Um, uh, Peter Levine is another famous pioneer of this. It's called Waking the Tiger. And he I've had a, heard of him, I think. Have you heard of him? Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah, he's a good one. So he had a patient in his in his talk therapy, and he didn't know anything about this movement. And, and the ladies talked that tiger, and all of a sudden she gets up and she screams and she's standing on the chair. And, and so he called it Waking the Tiger. It's that outlet is so important. And yeah. you know, if you think about some people's childhoods, they they weren't allowed, you know. And I think children should be seen and not heard as long gone. Oh, that's so gross. That is so gross. I think, but people still do it. And I think about um, John Lennon um, was a big proponent of. I, I think he called it scream therapy. I'm not sure that's the right thing, but his song "Mother" um, famously uses elements of that. And he's in that song. He's talking about like this this really deep trauma um, that he experienced from his parenting um, that from when he was parented, you know, by his parents. Yeah. Yes. Yes. He's yeah. 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 But that's a great song. And he uses I'll never like, get this though. I'm never going to understand this. <laughs> Why, how people can do these things to their children. Mm. Okay. I, I, I've tried and resilience. Like I have many clients who are, I can't, I can't share stories, but it would make you just want to, you know, it's awful, awful atrocities that they should not have been allowed to have children. And these kids grow up and they, but they don't go and abuse their own kids. Okay. You, you know, so then I think about resilience. What makes one person different than another? I have many, um, I have two books that are almost done and I'm always, I'm blogging and writing. I love to write resilience. Like what is that within us? You know, and I think we're just born that way. Some of us, Yeah. because if somebody hit me, I didn't like it. Why would I go do it to someone else? But, right. you know, well, there is, there, there are reasons psychologically because it becomes a form, an expression of attention and love. So they learn to love in a way that isn't healthy. You know? Yeah. Breaking that attachment is a little tricky. John Lennon was a screamer, huh? Yeah. He was, he was, he was into that. I mean, part, part of me thinks he, he went, um, he was right. He was, I think he was riding many waves looking for healing. That's my sense of him as a person, um, you know, um, and, and that was, that was one wave he wrote upon, you know, yeah, um, yeah. I wanted to also ask you, um, so you're, you're a teacher, you teach some of these things. Um, what have you learned, um, about holistic healing after teaching it and practicing it for so long? 
And maybe, I mean, maybe your learning's not done, but. Never. Yeah. Right. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it works, you know. It's like in the room, it works if you work it. But, <laughs> um, you know, work with addiction for so long. It, it's 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 the way. I mean, I learned that from my own experience with being injured, um, giving you know, having a C-section. And then being told to have, you know, um, the scar tissue cut out, which is scar tissue begets scar tissue. The more you get likes to reproduce. So I had to turn to Eastern medicine and it works. It's the finisher in a way, although it can be a standalone. Um, again, like I said in the beginning, don't like if you think you're having a heart attack, I love you, but get right. the ER. You know, but it does work. It's, it's ancient. It's 5,000 or some many thousand years old. So it shouldn't be ignored. I think a merger of this, of modern science and holistic medicine go together. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, if people are on medications, I'm not like, hey, get off those. You know, that's not my place. If it works, whatever works. And I think that may be something that is, is unique for me because people will be like, I'm on antidepressant. I'm like, it's okay. I'm not here to judge you. If it's helping you, great. You know, and and if it's not, then let's talk about how you can. You know, um, I do connect a lot with mental health professionals or their their physician. Or whatever, whoever, as a liaison. So, you know, it's up to the people. Like, there's no right or wrong way to do it. Same with yoga. There's no right or wrong way. There's just a way. But do, holistic healing helps. <laughs> do Definitely. do health insurance companies, like, tend to cover this kind of stuff? Or, like, the, the, you know, I'm, I'm curious but, about that. Then big pharma doesn't get paid. But, right. Uh, you I mean, know, I mean, in general. But insurance companies, some do. Okay. Um, HSAs do um, health savings accounts. It's so we're so close to this, and um, I mean, I'll for I'm usually I'll match the copay <clears throat> for mental. See, this is my throat chakra. Oh, we're so close to it. Maybe we're not. No, <laughs> yeah, you got to draw the line somewhere. But I think that it, there are some health insurances that do. In fact, they give incentives for it. Okay. So it's getting there. It's getting there. So, um, so it, people, if you're hearing this, right, and you're in, you're in a place where you think your insurance might be a barrier. It might cover some of this so look into it and still reach out um to uh saraswati at uh heart and soul um holistic healing and have a conversation you know i do a sliding scale for people i mean i'm not i don't make what i made in boston and that's really okay, okay. you know it's, I'm, i mean we don't get in this business to to be rich i i also don't like to talk about money it's yeah. abundance switch, <laughs> switch, the, switch the dynamics switch the um What's the new thing I keep saying? Well, whatever. The narrative. Yeah, switch the, the narrative. narrative. It's not money. You know, I don't want to be rich. I just I just want to be, I have the abundance. I want to know I have clothes and a roof over my head and some food to eat. And, you know, love is pretty important too. And connection. I, I don't need the, you know, I don't need things. Does so anybody like, um, you know, we can't take it with us, right? Right. <laughs> That's know? what they say. I think buying, if you've got an abundance of money, buy a vacation, buy, buy a memory. Memories. Yeah. 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 Experiences. Yeah. yeah. Um, Saraswati, where do you want to take heart and soul holistic healing? You're looking down the road a bit, or, or are you just in the present and it, you're doing what you're doing? Well, interesting question. So I had a large uh, place in Wilbraham before pandemic came, giant with the hammocks and all this. And yep. um, I spent most of my day, most of my day, I'm giving you like a mantra here, most of my day. You know, I wouldn't um, get out of those hammocks, personally. That would be the end of me. They're therapeutic, too. I tried, <laughs> I tried to hang them in the local place, but it didn't work, so they're sitting in it around. But uh, they, there's real, kids love them. They, they do sensory awareness, and, and they, they're calming. Kid, little kids who have taught preschoolers, they are not deep. They love to just be 
you wouldn't think that, right? Because their yeah. parents might be like, that's all they, they like to be. But anyway, um, so at that point, I was looking at um, a, a model that I, that I really like is like having, well, I had I have my psychologist who still consults with me. <laughs> she works, um, she sees people um, at, at Heart and Soul. And I had a couple other counselors, but everybody has to have a holistic modality mixed in. There's no just talk therapy. And, and kind of doing that model and then going to become a nonprofit. But I kind of scaled it back um, now because that, you know, it is what it is. I, there were gifts in this pandemic for me and there were, were some knowings. And so I'm just doing a lot of one-on-one and I've shifted to, I'm going to finish some of these books before, before it's my time to say goodbye. And I'm, I'm, I love to train people to bring us out into the world. So I think that's kind of where I'm at now is training people, um, it sounds weird that way, but just teaching them what I know, then they put their spin on it. And I get some great joy when I see, um, you know, people that I've taught some of these modalities, putting their own branding, which is, you know, that's a business word, but, you know, on and, and helping people out there, like what better thing can I give to the world, you know, mm-hmm. and, and watch them go out and do their, their thing. Mm-hmm. And they better do it right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, that's, that's wonderful. Um, yeah. Thank yeah. you. Um, anything before we go on to our last two questions, um, anything that we didn't touch upon that you wanted to make sure we talked about? Yeah. Talk is the right word. Um, that's one of the things that makes heart and soul unique is we do talk about the things that nobody talks about. Like if some, you know, grief, you know, we don't, I'm not going to think I make jokes and I don't mean to be rude, but like, Oh, your dead uncle's over there. I mean, it's not funny, but, but we're not going to just not talk about it. Addiction. We talk about how people got there. Um, if somebody needs to be, have a certain amount of sobriety to come though, because I have, I have underground people that I would call somebody, I've had people show up high. I've had people score Coke in the parking lot. I'm like, I love you, but go get sober, you know, not, not clean. Cause that implies they're dirty. We can say clean, go get right. sober and, and then come on back. Cause that's just, that's out of my, yeah. So, you know, we talk about addiction. We talk about, you know, our traumas. Um, it's not, it's open. It's open. So talking about it and then moving after, you know, and learning to mm-hmm. breathe. So that that's kind of the, the basis behind it. And as I said before, we're all healing and I'm no better or worse than anybody else. I just got lucky to be able to study this and, and share it with people. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Um, what do you like to do when you're not uh, doing this work? Like, how do you, what, what, what ways not related to the work do you like to connect to yourself or just cut loose or whatever it well, is? Well, um, I've got two golden doodles. They're therapy dogs, but I have two golden doodles and I love to walk in the woods with them. It's mm. like, you know, that's, that's where I'm connecting with nature. You know what? That doesn't count. It's still therapeutic, but <laughs> I count. Um, that's what I like to do. I, I mean, you know, we'll go to a concert um, once in a while. Um, you know, it's, this is so, uh, it's like, I think I do live my yoga. I practice what I teach. So it, it is, it is my life. It's what I do. Playing the harmonium was a big challenge. The harmonium is like a piano, but it has bellows because a lot of people don't know what the heck it is. And it's just, so music has been really great for me. And I, that doesn't count as work. It's fun. You know, I, I'm using it specialist, but yeah. Yes. And then I get to talk on Zoom to people. I have friends all over the world now that I met in a spiritual community. That's another thing that I'm just um, starting now. Even though we don't have to be out of person, we can be in person. I'm finding that connecting um, energetically to people is um, working on Zoom, which I never would have thought in the beginning. I was mm-hmm. like, Ooh, I've got to make my business in this room. Yeah. But um, so uh, it's a women's group for people. I don't know how, I can't tell you how many women come to me. They're like, I can't find anybody like me. 
Like, and I don't, and I'm lonely and I want connection. So, and the, some of them are in Germany and, and some are in Chicago. So they're all over. So I'm just starting that group. Um, I can, cool. I can attest to that. Having talked to, I don't know what, dozens of people now, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe more than that. Uh, people I've never met before, right? Like you just like, like us, right? Like we, we have not met before this, right? Um, maybe. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, there's some people like I, I immediately feel comfortable in my energy with, right? And I'll share it. I'm feeling comfortable right now. Stomping Jen, you can tell probably like, and there are others like you just like, you don't vibe with the energy isn't there. And it, and it, I don't know if we're, you know, I don't know if we're transmitting through space time in some way, or it's going through the computer. Like, I don't know what's happening, but that, that, that energy does exist over zoom. That's all yeah. I wanted to say, Stompy John. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I think we learned that, um, but I also, in person, if um, and this is my belief, you you do not have to believe it. Um, the people that I, as you said, vibe with are people I've met in past lives, and that goes a whole other avenue. But those people that you meet, you're like, I know you, like, don't I? And, and yeah. I feel like those, we keep doing these cycles of life, and, and we know who our people are. It's when we try to, well, like if you're at a, a you know, nine to five job, you kind of get no choice. We've been there too, but, um, you know, stay with the people that you have that comfortable feeling with. Mm. It's kind yeah. of fun. And, you know, I've, have you met, I've met people from, um, zoom in person and it's the same, you know? So, so I was, cause that was like the acid test, right? When I meet you in person, is it going to, am I going to like not <laughs> want to connect with you? But there was eye gazing and hugs and I was like, Oh, okay. I like you off Zoom too. You know? yeah. Have you had That's that experience? Cool. I haven't. No, I don't think so. Have I? I don't know. Have you? I'm asking because you're around me a lot. Maybe you've seen. Maybe you've seen <laughs> us around meet. me a lot. Have it's we met? Keep for you. <laughs> yeah, like have we met somebody on Zoom that we then met in person? Well, uh, so one person who I didn't recognize off camera, and and you were like, "This is so and so," and I was like, "Oh." Oops. Who, who was it? Was it was Steve Opelinik. <laughs> oh, Steve. Yeah, remember we saw him somewhere? Oh, Steve. I know, yeah. I actually, I went to a, tr- I met Steve. Um, I met him down the Cape. Mm-hmm. I used to live. We went, we're at a training together. And I'm, he's like, I'm from Springfield. I'm like, no kidding. So yeah. that's how we met. It's just yeah. funny. But yeah. it, one thing people tell me when they meet me is that they, they don't, can't believe I'm as short as I am. I'm 4'11". Oh, really? Do I look tall on Zoom? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that, that's the most weird comment I've had. Like, we, we just, yeah, it's the same. So when you come into Heart and Soul, then I'll be, you'll be able to tell, right? Yeah. I, <laughs> so I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm closer to actually doing um, and trying out, a, a, you know, a, a holistic healing approach than I've ever been in my life. Yeah. Stomping that's, Jen. That's great news um, for me. Moving strongly <laughs> in that direction. All right. Our last, qu- our, our last question, uh, Saraswati. Um, I feel like you're going to have an answer to this. <laughs> you definitely we ask an this of everybody. Um, what have you experienced that you can't explain? <laughs> um, well, a lot of things. You know, I something happened to me just before we came on here, and these things happen all the time. I can't explain them. Um, I went on Amazon, right? And I bought some stuff the other, the other night, last night, and it said December 6th. I'm like, what? Delivered December 6th. I'm like, okay. And that's a special date for me. And I also today, I found a note on the floor. No freaking idea where it came from. It said, enjoy, be well, um, and, and stay safe. Okay, so putting that together, my mother's birthday was December 6th. 
Mm. I'm like, chills, right? I mean, there's yeah. like, you, that question ha- is hours worth of conversation. The things happen to me every day that I have no idea. Mm. And you know what? It's like, it just happens. And I ride those waves of sensation you talked about. Mm. It's, uh, it's an interesting world. It really is um, really interesting. That's, that's one. I mean, people appearing out of nowhere and talking. I mean, have you ever heard your name called and there's nobody there? Was that, that, that you could, you know, I could be called crazy too, but yeah, I've heard that. It's ha- it happens. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I need to do a podcast with folks, just one episode on things we've experienced we can't explain because <laughs> I've got a long list. <laughs> yeah. See, I think this is your anxiety. Yeah. This is what it is. So. You haven't been able to accept that or know it that you. Yeah. So the code is we know things, and yeah. and everybody can know things if you're if you're open to it. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm gonna send him to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, um, Saraswati, um, also known as Bonnie Lynn Sandler yes. of Heart and Soul <laughs> Holistic Healing in South Hadley, Massachusetts. Thank you for talking with us. Um, I learned so much. I really enjoyed this conversation, and I know I know other people are going to enjoy it as well. So thanks for joining us this Thank evening. You. We really appreciate it. Namaste and too. I enjoyed it very much. It's so so nice to connect. I want to tell our listeners something now. Um, let's keep this this positive energy going. Go to Saraswati's website. I'm going to put all of the links in the show notes, okay? There's going to be links to the Facebook page, all YouTube, all of the things. Um, all the things. And I'm, just, I'm going to ask you to be kind to yourselves and go and check out these links. I'm not going to threaten you like I usually do. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe I just did. And leave some positive stuff for us. Yes. Yes, leave some positive thoughts for us. Um, okay, so go check, uh, but seriously, go check out Saraswati's website, Um and the links and all that good stuff. Um, also, if you're listening to this and coming to us for the first time, thank you. Um, please subscribe to our podcast, download our episodes, share with a friend. Um, you know, we, we have amazing guests on here, and sometimes it's just um, stomping Jen and I talking to each other, right? And as you can hear, we are, we're a dog-friendly podcast. We had a podcast with all dogs on here once. We interviewed um, a brewing company that has that's somehow related to dogs. That's all I know, Stomping That's Jen. all you know. All right. So, um, people, uh, I'm going to say it. It's been a few episodes since I've said it. We love you. We love I'm you. I'm feeling inspired to say it tonight. You Thank you so much. That means a lot. I love you, too. I love you both. I love you all. Just, just, yeah. just love. Yeah. That's um, the vibration to live in. Thank you. All right. So, you, you're feeling it, listeners, right? All yes. the love. So all the love. With that, we're going to say... Um, Bye now. Um, Bye now. Um, Saraswati, would you like to say goodbye in your own special way? Satnam and bye now. All right. All right, folks. Um, Bye now. (laughs) This world of ours, ever growing smaller, must avoid becoming a community of dreadful fear and hate. Those who have freedom will understand also its heavy responsibility. That all who are insensitive to the needs of others will learn charity. And that the sources, scourges of poverty, disease, and ignorance will be made disappear from the earth. And that in the goodness of time, all peoples will come to live together in a peace guaranteed 
by the binding force of mutual respect and love. I shall never cease to do what little I can to help the world advance along that road. 